0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Opry. I'm Rich Stoner.
1: And I'm Hallie O'Brien.
0: And this is the show where we sit down and stir it up with Opry Skis' booziest business owners, brewers, distillers, and just good old fun people.
1: Mm -hmm. Today we took a trip to Utah.
0: We did. To the Um,
1: Sitzmark Club.
0: The Sitzmark Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, met a really fun person. Someone who really is, like, has lived that ski bum dream Mm -hmm. that everyone wishes for, but he actually made it a reality and a successful one. Um, Dan. Dan Withy, yeah, Dan, Dan Withy, who's the—he's a legendary. Uh, you can't mention the Sitzmar Club without mentioning him, like basically in the next sentence or the same one. Mm-hmm. And he's almost as synonymous with it as the uh, the 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 effervescent scent of apple that is wafting through the air of the club as you walk into it.
1: <laughs> you don't sound like you're making any sense, but I get I get what you're saying. But it will it make, sense make, it make sense when you listen. Second. So why
0: don't you start listening? <laughs> Well, we'd like to All welcome right. Dan Withy from the famous Sitzmark Club at the Alta Lodge today.
1: How's it going, Dan?
2: It's going good, you guys. Thanks.
0: Welcome, Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's uh, it's good to see. You. I know uh, what was about probably I was hanging with you at that bar about three weeks ago, I guess. Hopefully,
2: whatever that- day, whatever day the Packers lost to the uh niners i'm pretty sure that was the day rich
0: miserable <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: we were so that was that was a saturday night and then and i came back and, and hung out the next night and we were still bitching about it 24 hours later makes sense yeah
2: at
1: least at least
0: that long yeah <laughs> straight up misery
2: it took uh, a little while for that one to wear
1: off
0: <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um yeah. well i well the one thing that did help was uh was having a drink at the time and we like to actually start the show uh, with a drink. So I know you and I spoke beforehand and you know, when you kind of walk into the sit club, you can kind of smell this, this, uh, I guess, sweet appley, cinnamony uh, smell wafting through Mm. the air. So is is that the, the boomerang Dan? Is that, is that the,
2: it is, I mean, we called it just, I mean, it was just the hot cider forever and we served it with, uh, you know, like uh, a dark rum or whiskey, mm-hmm. um, but then it grew into what was called a boomerang, which was kind of invented by a couple of local skier guys um, that uh, like to drink whiskey, <laughs> which is tequila. They would do tequila whiskey shots. Oh, oh my
1: goodness! Okay.
2: Like, and you know, kind of where that would leave you, typically. But uh, wait, so then they're they, like, "Wait were, a second! Were they
0: mixed, or were they it was like a shot of tequila and a shot of whiskey?"
1: Because we've no, all been you'd there. Mix
2: it. Oh, You'd okay. mix <laughs> You'd mix them. Okay. But then they're like, "Wait a second, what if we put whiskey in the cider?" i like, "And then we'll call it a And they called it. They were sitting there in the corner of the bar drinking them. And then they decided they were going to call it a boomerang because it brings you right back around. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well yeah, let's 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 I was going to um, say it
1: goes down and comes right back up.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that works too. That could be a tip. Yeah. it too. There could be a couple of them. Oof. So uh I is is it okay if I use the double rye from High West? I mean semi you know quasi local out to you guys, right? Is that good or should I use something else?
2: <laughs> I mean, you could put in whatever you want. I mean, it's definitely going to taste delicious. I mean, you know, it's I think that the nice thing about this drink is that you don't necessarily need to spend 60 bucks on a bottle of whiskey to, uh, for it to taste good, you know? It's okay. kind of, um, yeah. All
0: right, let's do that then.
2: Cool. I'm going to walk over here real quick. Okay.
1: I was going to say, from the sound of it, it looks, sounds like you could just throw anything in there. Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> <Malort>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Malort. Oh, I mean,
1: toss some Malort in there.
2: It really gets drank primarily with whiskey these days, for okay. sure. Okay. Twist And, uh, so, and, um, we garnish it with a little bit of an orange, I didn't bring orange slice. Oh, well. Oh, you guys are gonna do a tip. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm making one for sure.
2: And the beauty of this drink is that, um, I mean, the beauty of the cider is, is that, I mean, when it first came about was just how good it smells, you yeah. know? So you come in here, like you were saying, people have been coming here for a long time and they kind of count on this place smelling like that. I mean, you know what smells do to your, you know, remembrance and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, uh, shot of double rye. Our beautiful one and a half ounce pour here in, in Utah.
1: It's the pace yourself pour.
2: And it's then like here's the hot cider cream. here. I think that's about an ounce and a half.
1: Rich is eyeballing it here.
0: Yeah. And what's the, and the uh, most, t- what's the, what's the tequila amount?
2: Oh, just... I mean, you're going an ounce and a half of whiskey and then just maybe 0. 0.75 on the tequila. This is the flavor. Something
0: like that. This is Exactly, the <laughs> flavoring. That is, is the learned. flavoring.
1: This is flavoring.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's funny what you can get yeah. away with in Utah if you had flavoring.
1: Yeah, for those of you not sure what we're talking about here, you have to go back a couple episodes. But in Utah, yeah. they have these workarounds, yeah, lo- loopholes, if you will. Right, where you can... Go,
2: yeah, you get you got to go to page 700 and something on the uh, on the Utah Liquor Law book and then you get somewhere around there, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have your spirit, your flavoring, which is also a spirit, and the cider. That's correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then strain it out. So in the cider, there is a cinnamon, you know, cinnamon sticks, a little bit of clove. So you strain, you know, you obviously don't really want that floating around in your drink, so you strain that out. And so there there you go. You All got
0: right. one of these. Well, cheers. I don't have the garnish, but uh I have the Cheers drink. to you. Cheers, Dan.
2: <laughs> oh, that looks like some re- actual cider like a little bit. Too. This is just apple juice.
0: Oh, I actually went I actually went like searched to high and low for a- a- um, apple cider, but
2: I'm sure that's delicious too, but uh, if we had to do that How was that?
0: Uh it's um it's it, I could see how you can get Twiskied.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these on. guys definitely did back then. Yeah. Oh, I bet. well i haven't had a sip of one of those in probably
1: 20 years
0: (laughs) (laughs) i remember asking you that you drink these he goes no but everybody loves them
1: everybody definitely loves them it smells like trouble that's what it smells like oh did people
2: it smells like the most commonly (laughs) the most commonly said phrase in here is what smells so good in here Mm. i mean that really is so yeah that's yeah. where
0: it starts right there. So usually he's got like two like you know, like almost like coffee pots uh sitting there like being heated on you know, on the bar, like you know, consistently. Right here. Yeah, there you go. Staying, you know, staying there warm. There you
1: go. Ooh. And, yeah. you get,
0: and that's the that's where that that uh smell, that beautiful smell comes from as you walk in the bar.
1: There's gotta be nothing better than being greeted with that smell and like that warmth. Yeah. You know, after a day on the mountain. Absolutely.
2: That is that is definitely the goal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But way better than smelling somebody's armpits after a long day of skiing.
1: Yeah, I try not to make a habit of yeah, that.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, I, we avoid that like the plague.
2: Sometimes you don't have a choice. This is a really small bar.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fair so. enough. Fair yeah. enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Woo. All right. <laughs> well, How's it sitting? That'll um, uh, that'll wake you up in the morning.
1: Is it boomeranging?
0: Yeah, it's gonna boomerang for sure. <laughs> I might be only
2: Haley. I'm sure you know, this rich is always better with a, a little bit of alcohol in them. Yeah. He's like, he's just a more... the social lubricant. That's so, yeah, yep. true.
0: That's what... <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, uh, if y'all haven't figured out Dan, Dan, well, you know, I'm a Packers fan. Dan's a big Packers fan. So, and, uh, for me, it's, it has nothing to do with me growing up in Wisconsin, but for Dan, uh, that could possibly be the case. So why don't you tell everyone like where you're from and, and, you know, uh, like, where'd you grow up skiing? Like, Wisconsin, the big you know, the big hills of Wisconsin.
2: Um I mean I didn't start skiing until I was fourteen and it was kind of a miracle really because my parents weren't really big skiers. But uh they had this wild idea that we were gonna go up to the upper peninsula of Michigan and go on a you know, weekend ski vacation. I was certainly completely intrigued by it. Um but then it started from there for sure. I mean, I completely just loved it obviously like a lot of people do especially at that age and uh yeah so no I grew up in southeastern Wisconsin and then you know by my junior year I started to pretty much ski full-time kind of started to free up my schedule of other things so I could just go skiing all the time and we skied at a little like 180 vertical foot hill called Osplick hmm.
0: wow is that in Wisconsin so,
2: oh yeah it's right it was right by my house like you know 20 minutes away from my house so But we skied. I mean, my brother and I, my junior and senior year, we skied like eighty-two days a year there. Oh wow! Believe it or not,
1: nice. (laughs)
2: Or eighty-two nights. Actually, is a better way to put it. There you go. (laughs) It's usually night skiing.
1: I could picture that. And then, as far as like, was there like a rope tow that just everybody grabs onto and just takes you up to the top, or was more of a? There was
2: one. There was one ski lift. And it had 39, cha- I remember it had 39 chairs on it.
1: <laughs> I love this.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, no rope tow. I mean, we probably had five runs, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, weird, and
2: the, the, big, the biggest thing you had to worry about was, like, when you're skiing next to the, like, the bound, ski area boundary, like, running into, like, you know, 40-year-old farm implements. Like, you know, some old plow that got stuck right next to the side right there. Something like that. You don't want to run the water. No. So. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: So was it, like, so yeah, was it someone's old farm that they just basically had a hill on and they turned it into a ski? Because, I mean, that that's not uncommon, right? Isn't there, I feel like there was, actually, there's a resort in Maine. Well, I wouldn't call it a resort, a ski area in Maine that was an old farm that ultimately just reopened, like, last week after being closed for 40 years.
1: I mean,
2: that? everything in Wisconsin was an old farm at some point, I think. But, um... I mean, it was a little hill that was, uh, you kind of drive down, I mean, you you're, you I mean, you don't see it, you know, it's like what's you know, Wisconsin, you don't really see the hill until you're like, oh, there it is, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> We're standing but, on it. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, here we are. But uh, it was originally, uh, like, it was Marquette University, I think, had like their ski race that was like their ski, private little ski hill. and oh, then. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of little ski hills in Wisconsin and Michigan and Minnesota. I mean, that's kind of crazy, really.
0: Yeah, well, we had yeah. um, we had the GM from Granite Peak on earlier the, this winter, which I guess that's Wisconsin's biggest biggest. Yeah,
2: Granite Peak used to be called Rib Mountain when I was growing up, yeah. but I mean that they that's where they would do like the uh, like the state champion ski racing and stuff like that. The steepest spot for sure. Yeah, and that's I mean that's more of a mountain than you know, where I grew up, obviously. Well, it's got,
0: I mean, I think it has like 700 verticals, something like that, which you could have some fun on 700 vertical feet.
2: I was, I mean, I had fun on 180 verticals, yeah. so I can't imagine how much fun that would be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at least seven yeah. times as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Haley.
0: <laughs> so, nice. so you skiing 80 days, junior and senior, 80 nights, junior and senior year at 180 foot of vertical. How'd you end up in Alta? Cause I got to imagine that's a little different.
2: I mean, I knew I loved skiing, so that, you know when I went to college, I obviously couldn't ski as much. Um, Where'd you go? To I was I, I was going to school in Minneapolis at the University of Minnesota, and uh, you know, after my junior year, my buddy and and I thought that we should go and you know just go skiing for a, a season, and uh, came out here, and. Um, it snowed like 800 inches my first year out here. And I pretty much just, and I mean, I love skiing. I love ski culture. I mean, I love reading ski magazines and watching ski movies. And um, just coming out here and like be, kind of becoming a real skier definitely was pretty, uh, pretty addictive. My parents are very cool. They came out and, you know, saw how happy I was. They didn't give me too much shit about, uh, you know, coming out here and, you know, getting away from college for a little bit so it was good
0: so you you picked up and left in the middle of college went to alta how'd you decide to come to to, how'd you land on alta
2: well that's kind of a funny story I mean I had never skied here and my buddy who actually was just visiting recently and I we did a shot to this at some point we cheers to this like I mean if he just said let's go to winter park you know I would have been completely down you know so I mean the fact that he chose to come out here and we ended up at Alta was pretty fortuitous, you know, for sure. And it definitely wasn't my decision. It was more of just, we were ready to go anywhere. And yeah. then I just, I do feel like I landed in the right spot. So, I mean, I, I hell, sometimes hell wonder, yeah, I sometimes wonder what I would have, what it would have been like if I'd ended up in Vail or something like that, you know, mm. I think it would have been a little bit different little for bit, sure. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what so obviously the 800 inches made you stay is that was it was that the, is that the general gist of that story was it legitimately 800 inches or is this a, a fabled dan Withy tale
2: uh, good question <laughs> um I bet you that it was 800 inches if you count all the snow because it started snowing in like I mean the first week of October that year I mean it was a crazy new usually don't start you know counting our snow I think until November ish or something like that okay but, you know, you guys can research all this and, you know, say that I'm full of shit at some point if that's what you want
0: to do. I like the like the eight hundred story. It's way
2: better. It's a nice, nice round number. Yeah. It literally, it, I mean, it literally snowed all season. I mean, it was more snow. It was a, definitely a fabled year, you know, on record. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just hard. I mean, I got into with some really great skiers that, you know, were nice enough to show me around and. You know, deal with my uh, growing pains of you know becoming a powder skier from Wisconsin.
0: Right, I mean, going um, from 180 vertical to what, like 2,000.
1: Yeah, a little yeah, like little, little different. Yeah. And then you know, you assume just packed flat snow. <laughs> you know, I'm not necessarily machine groomed or whatever not, uh, or packed. You know, hard pack, whatever it is. Oh,
0: yeah, to blow or pow.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I remember like first trying to snowboard like a true powder day coming from you know the uh the slopes of New Jersey, and I was baffled. <laughs> right, it's it's an odd <laughs> it's as experience. It's if I didn't right? know how to do anything.
2: So. Oh, look, it can it can be a complete struggle mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's it's a whole different world. I mean, yeah, even some ski racers, and you know, they spend all their time skiing on firm ice all the time, and you know, you kind of. Have to undo a few things when you're skiing powder. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like not what you do, but what you don't do a little bit. Like, kind of, you got to be a little bit more one with uh, the snow for sure.
1: Well, those are some good friends you had to have the patience to uh, keep
2: your toe. They you were good. They, or... they definitely were. They definitely were.
0: Were these yeah. the guys that invented the twiskey?
1: No,
2: those <laughs> guys are younger. No, those guys are younger guys. Yeah, no, this, this is back in the old days. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's pretty awesome. What so, were you
1: drinking? What was, like, your apre go-to then?
2: You know, I've always been a beer drinker. One thing that's funny, though, just from that question, is how, like, shots have evolved, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I mean, back then, there was, like, four shots. There was Rumpelmint. Oh, God. Goldschlager. I just threw up in my mouth.
1: <laughs> Listerine. <laughs>
2: Jäger, <laughs> Jägermeister and Kamikaze. That was it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... So, I mean, shots, I mean, like, I definitely wasn't drinking many tequila shots back then. But, uh, yeah, I think it's evolved a little bit in that regard, for sure. But I, mean, I remember drinking these ter- some terrible, remember those fruity, I remember there was this beer that Wasatch made called the Wasatch Raspberry Wheat Ale.
1: Mm.
2: And it was oh, disgusting. Yeah. It was, oh, it's really? disgusting. It was, it was disgusting.
1: Oh,
2: bummer. Well, it wasn't let down that. I was completely stoked on it for oh. about a year. But, you know, at some point, you got to kind of go back to the... Yeah.
1: Back the to roots. basics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Back to Pabst Back to paps. Mhm. Yeah. Can't yeah. go wrong with a Pabst Mm-mm. Nice, ice cold like paps. Can't go wrong with Amen. it. Amen. Amen. Um. Wow. So, like, I mean, talk about evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 180 foot vertical, avoiding you know, uh, farm equipment to right. to <laughs> to skiing blower pow at Alta because it snowed 800 inches. It's like year. his
1: eat pray love moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great
2: yeah i i felt like i'd arrived in the right spot for sure so this is was... just the whole sorry, the whole go... culture of it too i'm sorry yeah the whole culture of it too was just you know just being inundated in like what like absolutely real ski culture you know it's was, was pretty awesome and just being surrounded by skiers that you know i mean that you don't always see them on movies and i'm not saying like specifically those guys but i'm just saying like amazing skiers you're like whoa i didn't i never saw anybody ski this good you know and like you hope maybe someday i can ski that good you know
0: well i mean it's and there's something to that right like the idea of just you know you can get good anywhere obviously i mean like i think cochran's ski area in vermont has proven that right because how many olympians have come out of that little place but but there's something to skiing alta every day right Mm -hmm. or skiing uh you know, I don't know the, the Palisades uh, Tahoe or, you know, like that steep real, like challenging terrain, right. That, that you, you really learn and adjust and make yourself better. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's like anything, right?
2: Absolutely. And I mean, I was just a completely open book as far as like, just, you know, what could I do to ski better? Sure. And you know, how could I get better? And, you know, you're on un- again, like we were talking about before, like undoing a lot of bad habits, right? Like that just from me you and know, we're skiing down in Wisconsin, you know, it's a little, you know, there's not quite as many um, factors, variables, I guess, but, you know, right, stuff right. like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you find that you needed to get different skis almost immediately, or did you stick with your skis from Wisconsin as long as you could?
0: Yeah, what were, no, I mean, I... were you skiing back then, like 210 right. Owens?
2: I wasn't quite <laughs> there yet. I was on a pair of 204 K2 ELCs, like the ones that Flake uh, was skiing on. And like half trip and those guys are skiing on and Blizzard of Oz. Right. Nice. Um And they were, you know, they were great skis, but like you're saying, I mean it that he quickly like went up to two oh sevens, two oh eights, two tens, and like I mean, that's pretty much what we skied on until nineteen ninety eight. Wow. And we went from two twelves to one ninety threes, you know.
0: Wow. So that was what, yeah. like ninety two, I think, if I if I remember when you last night, it was ninety two you came out there, correct? Yep, And then you, when did you end up working at the Alta Lodge?
2: So I worked at the Peruvian my first four seasons. Okay. And then I uh, started working at the Alta Lodge in 90, 95, 96, or 96, 97. One of those two years. Yeah, like 96. So like
0: basically the, you know, the, the, the true ski bum kind of like move out to move out to a ski town, work at, a ski, you know, ski bar, ski hotels, ski, you know, and just, you know, and ski, right? Like that, the, like that, that, that story, right?
2: Well, I know, you know this, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't know this, but no. of how many employees that we have that live up here in Alta, just because it snows so much, there's only one way in, one way out. Right. So like, it's kind of, I mean, we pretty much have a necessity to have a lot of our employees up here sure, for when, you know, all hell breaks loose and it snows that much. Like, so they're up here. So, I mean, like, to your point, like, yeah, I mean, moved out here, worked at the Preview my first four years. I mean, all you're doing is you're at the lodge, you know, it's right there in front of you. You know, you work, you ski. You don't have a checkbook. You don't have, uh, nobody sending you any bills except maybe the bar, you know, like once a month. <laughs> Um, For those
0: of yeah, you at home pretty, who don't know what the hell a checkbook is, um, you get them from the bank.
1: It's paper Venmo. Yeah, it's like it's
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you actually had to fill in the dollar amount uh, with a pen, oh, everybody, yeah. not your finger on What's the on pen? the uh, on the phone. <laughs>
2: oh, my, yeah, your penmanship, my penmanship was so good back then.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, so you, so. You went from that to then, I mean, you, I know you mentioned that you skied with some really great skiers and, and uh, you know, I guess over the years you probably continue to do that and hang out with some really great people. Um, and then, I, so how did you parlay that into, because you are the, you a know, professional, you know, big mountain skier, like, well, how did you parlay what you were doing into that? Like, how
2: did that transpire? Uh, um, I mean, first of all, Alta has a lot of great skiers so there's a lot of that that just is always going on around here as far as photography and filming and um that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um i mean it was mostly just meeting i mean again the photography thing is really big here i mean you have to remember this is back when we had ski magazines (laughs) (laughs) which has changed a little bit unfortunately i personally but i mean for me i mean i would read all those magazines front to back and leave them stacked up and hang keep, hang on to them all summer long. And you just like read, you know, uh, tip, you know, absolute eye candy. Yeah. And all the ski films too. Like, I mean, you just, abs- I, I mean, I would just absorb as much of that stuff as I possibly could. And then uh, I met like Lee Cohen and uh, Adam Clark and Bridger Nielsen, who was another kind of up and coming photographer who was um, kind of a buddy of Adam Clark's. And, um, you start, you know, competing in the big ski, free ski competitions and stuff like that. I didn't really do that for very long, but, um, you know, just, I think that's kind of a, just get your foot in the door and, you know, meet people. And I mean, it's a small, the ski industry is a small world, you know, it really is. So, yeah. uh,
0: we've talked about that I mean, a bunch on the show, like mm-hmm. how everybody see, you know, we, we don't see people for a year or two due to the pandemic. And next thing you know, like, Oh crap. Hey, right. You know, like it's, everybody seems to know everybody and it's like, you know, it's, it's, sure. it's, cool. It's, it's cool like that. I love, I, that's what I no, love about it.
2: It absolutely is. And then, uh, yeah, so like 98, I started to, you know, work a lot with Lee Cohen and those guys and get published a little bit. And it was kind of a really awesome time to be doing that around here. I mean, these days, I mean, there's so many photographers, more photographers and more kids and filmers that are out there, you know, doing that stuff. I mean, back then it was just a couple of us and we would get early ups and we would, you know, ski around with a photographer and then he'd like, you know, unleash us and we'd let us go like, you know, get the goods for a while. And then we kind of come back and maybe like dip into the side country somewhere and shoot some more, you know, shots and stuff like that. You know, a lot of like hitting clips and that kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, that's kind of how it started. And then, you know, you pick up sponsors just so you can kind of keep the whole thing going. Right. Like, Cause, you know, it's not—it's not a cheap sport to be involved with. That's for sure. You know, especially with the travel and stuff like that that you know you would have to do.
1: Totally.
0: So, you know, you you mentioned uh, Lee a couple times. Can you tell? I, I'm I'm assuming our listeners might know, but I don't want to make that assumption. Can you just kind of? I mean, I know he's pretty—I don't know if iconic is the right word, but like he's a, he's kind of a big deal around there. Can you just tell everybody about him a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty big deal in all the in the ski photography world for sure. I mean, and he was always known just for his, his powder shots, you know? I mean, that's, I mean, that's another reason why there's so many photographers here. Like, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of them that have always been here just because we get this great snow and then the sky clears and we have these amazing bluebird days and uh, it's really nice for photography for sure. But Lee was, I mean, this was back when, you know, there was, you know, there was film in their cameras, you know? Right. So he was pretty freakish as far as just nailing his pictures. You know, it wasn't as easy back then. You know, half the time you get your slides back and like, you know, this is out of focus, that's overexposed, or whatever. And he was really good about he was really good at what he did for sure.
0: And and he took the 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 famous Withy Wave photo, correct? That is hanging correct. hanging in the Alta Lodge down, downstairs, correct?
2: That's correct.
0: Um, for those of you who don't don't know, uh, just Google it. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, I I mean I I'm trying to describe. I mean it looks it looks like a wave and there's a your your pole is is like sticking out of the front of it right like it's almost it's it's you know I, I to kind of coin it a is. surf term it's the one on the top left to coin a surf term it's like tubular uh, you know it's and it's pretty rad so how did that like was that on purpose like how did that even happen or did, you know
2: so, it's definitely. It definitely wasn't on purpose. I'm sure that Cohen screamed at me for making the turn in the wrong direction just then, because obviously you want to see the skier.
1: I was going to (laughs) ask, because I'm looking at this going, are you pissed that no one knows it's you?
2: (laughs) You know what's funny about that is that I actually didn't, that's the one, I actually (laughs) didn't know it was me until I saw, until Black Diamond actually ran the next shot of that on their cover, like, of their, some catalog at some point. And I was like, see, that is me. (laughs) (laughs) It's such but a cool, uh, unique that,
0: photo. Like it it's is. something you don't, you don't see like, you, like you, you could see that being in a surf magazine, but it's on snow. Like right. it's, it's pretty rad.
2: Right. Yeah. He, uh, I wish I would have kept, so this is back in the, uh, you know, when I had an answering machine.
1: And <laughs> I love all we, of these throwbacks and, we have. <laughs> I got a good yeah.
0: answering machine story when you're done with this.
2: <laughs> so, uh, lee goes and gets the you know gets the stuff developed brings it back and he's a really 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 funny guy lee cone is really interesting cat and uh he left me the most hilarious message trying to describe what that picture was like <laughs> and i cannot do it justice you know trying to describe what lee cone was but i mean it was really funny i <laughs> that's something i really wish i would have somehow been able to hang out to for sure <laughs> yeah he was freaking out yeah
0: it, i mean it's a cool photo like, like i said if you if you're driving don't look now but when you do get when you do <laughs> when you do stop check it out just google with wave it'll come right up mm-hmm. it's pretty rad so Here. but yesterday we're driving uh, um yeah as i as i often do during the week i'm driving my daughters from one sporting you know event to another and my littlest who's nine uh, we're listening to uh, lithium on sirius xm which is like the 90s like throwback kind of stuff and you know they have an interlude that says something about like like uh, coming coming home to that blinking light on your answering machine, and my uh, Charlotte, the the nine year old, she goes, "What's an answering machine?" <laughs> and, and I go, I go, oh! And I tried to explain it to her. I was like, "Well, it's this like box that connects to your phone. It connects to your like house phone that has these recording devices in it, and like when people would call, and you know, they'd the hi, it's the stoners. Like uh, we're not here right now, but you can leave a message and we'll get back to you." Deed. And you know, then you'd come home, and 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 there, the light would be blinking, and you'd be all excited. Oh, somebody called! Yeah, you know, and you'd hit the blinking light, and it would play it back for you. And you're like, "She goes, oh, that's weird,
2: unbelievable, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable."
1: Why didn't you just tell her it's like voicemail?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> she, I don't even. Well, she doesn't have a phone, so I don't even know if she knows well, what well, the hell I guess that no is. No one so really yeah. makes calls either. But yeah. like,
1: yeah. no one leaves voicemails, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then it was crazy when the, when it came out that like you could call your answering machine and get your messages over your phone. Remember that? That was like oh, that was, that was mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah, that was uh, mind blowing.
0: So yep. is is that photo your is that like your favorite photo? Do you have others that you thought? I know you've been on a couple magazine covers. Like, are, do you have others that you that you liked? And I'm you know <sighs> we'll pretend Lee's not listening to this. Um, but
2: um, I I don't know if I've ever thought enough about having a favorite photo. Um, I think that, I mean, it's not even close at that. I mean, I have, I mean, I probably know 50 people that own that picture. Oh, wow. Like, seriously. I mean, so I would think that's one of the more, I would think that that's the picture that Lee has probably gotten a copy of and sold more than anybody. Oh, wow. But I don't know that. I don't know that. But yeah, I don't know. I never tried to, you know, whenever you got published, you were stoked, you know? Yeah. It was just, cool you know i mean obviously the covers the covers were the coolest thing i mean because i never ever thought that i'd be on the cover of powder magazine you know like i mean it's it's just not n- nothing i ever like spent my time trying to think about until it, you know it kind of was happening mm-hmm. so
0: you know that's it's kind I mean, of like like it's cool right like
1: it is skiing, and I, I have skiing seen
0: 180 it. vert and totally to, on the cover of ski magazine or powder magazine
1: mm-hmm. And it's funny because I have seen that photo, but now knowing the backstory, it's so much cooler. You know, now knowing well, the person want... whose pole that is,
2: <laughs> it's really great. Well, if you want to buy one, I know where you can get one. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Does it <clears> come <throat> with
1: an answering machine?
2: <laughs> I could probably find one. I'll go down to the, yeah, the thrift store and I bet you I'd scoop one of those up for you. Perfect.
1: I'll write you a check. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write
0: you a check. <laughs> nice. Uh, well played. Well played. I could this, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's this, growing on you. It's it's growing on me, but it is it's warming. It's warm. Very warm.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll bet you it's warming, yeah.
0: I feel like my ears are gonna explode off.
1: <laughs>
2: wow. Um oh. twiskied. Yeah. Uh, I've seen this before. I've definitely seen this. <laughs>
0: this is why I avoided these when I was hanging out there. I was <laughs> drink mostly beer. Yeah, you're being
2: pretty good. You're being yeah. pretty good.
0: Um, yeah, you know, just being professional, right. <laughs> doing my opera <laughs> ski job. <laughs> um, I, I so we you know, I guess I mean, it's been a long time since you and I first kind of connected with each other, and I, I'll never forget this. You told me in in the story that I did on you back then that you that you would you could uh, work four nights a week, ski seven days, and on a good day you could kick your boots off by three fifteen and have the bar open by four which i i would imagine many of our our listeners are are like wow that's pretty fucking awesome yeah um so like is that a pretty typical day like what's a pretty typical day for you is like is that fairly accurate i mean i remember you telling me that a while time for a quick intermission we'd like to thank flylo for sponsoring this podcast if you're searching for dependable ski and snowboard apparel that looks good in any situation flylo has you covered the independent, homegrown, mountain-raised brand knows how unforgiving and fun the mountains can be, and it builds gear to match. With FlyLo gear keeping you comfortable on the mountain, taking another lap up the Skinner or catching the first and last chair of the day is an easy decision to make. FlyLo gear was started by two friends who couldn't find the gear they needed for skiing day in and day out, so they decided to make it themselves. Built for skiers, by skiers, and employing the latest technical apparel technologies, a jacket, pant, or bib from Flylo will deliver season after season without letting you down. Flylo's extensive winter line for both men and women delivers premium gear without breaking the bank, and their growing year-round collection includes versatile, trusted apparel for everyday life in the mountains. Find the right piece for you at your local ski retailer or online at flylogear.com.
1: And now it's time to take a quick trip to Utah. That's right, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Visit Park City. While Utah was settled by Mormon pioneers, there was one city in Utah that was founded in 1884 as a silver mining town, attracting prospectors from all over the world seeking their fortunes. Main Street Park City has always been Utah's rowdiest location, with live music, saloons, restaurants, and shops, and that's what makes Park City such a natural location for the apres scene. This was only heightened when the town hosted the Olympic Games in 2002, and they are excited to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of those games during the Winter Olympics, taking place in February 2022 in Beijing. From Wasatch Brew Pub, which received the state's first beer pub license, to the uber-popular High West Whiskey Saloon, you've got Alpine Distilling Pie Bar, Old Town Cellar's unique white and red blends, the Bloody Mary Bar at the Eating Establishment, and of course, make your own old fashions at the Hearth and Hill. Park City has a veritable libations trail that is a genuine tribute to the town's founding and its tradition of hosting a party of global proportions. Definitely consider visiting Park City for your next winter getaway. All right, now back to the show.
2: Back. Yeah, I mean, I don't ski seven days a week. I mean, I I, I ski seven plenty. I mean, I ski plenty of seven week days, but I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm necessarily ski every day. I mean, back when I was living up here, for sure. I mean, I would ski that much but i mean this job gives me as much time on the hill as i could ever want for sure um and i mean that's obviously been you know the point and the draw of it for all these years for sure um but yeah no i mean i think more of a typical day i mean back then like when you first when you first started skiing out here i mean the lifts were so much slower columns didn't go right up to the top like it does now you'd have to like you know ride you know, two chairs to get to the top. And Collins is lightning fast too. Like, right. So, I mean, these days, you know, you can easily ski four or five laps an hour. So, I mean, three and a half, four hours, you can get plenty of skiing in, you know, and I'm older, you know, I'm not, I'm not definitely not 21 anymore. That's for sure. So, uh, I I definitely
0: felt that when I skied at Alta I was like, (laughs) it's not Mount snow. Put it that way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, but no, this is a great job for, you know, as a skier and, you know, all the lodges up here do a pretty good job about, I am mean, gonna always say there's really, you know, there's no reason to be working up here unless you're trying to get on the hill as much as you can because nobody works here for the money, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, uh, a ski time thing and not being a, being a non skier up here doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
0: Right. Right. What? Well, you know? um, I guess if, if you were, I mean, you have uh, obviously a really cool backstory and the fact that you became, you know, a professionally, you know, professional athlete that has been featured in magazines and that you are, you know, and we're going to get into the, the sit smart club in a minute or two here, but like. You're. I mean, you're. It's it's hard to mention the Sitzmark without you being mentioned in the same sentence. So, like, you've kind of you know made this this uh kind of a reality that like the, the what everybody dreams of, what every skier or snowboarder dr- growing up dreams of. You've kind of made it into reality and a successful one. If you were to give our listeners a tip or two, like what, what would you say? Like what, what could you what could you tell them?
2: A tip as far as,
0: as like an aspiring like I'm gonna go not. I'm going to leave college, hope for 800 inches, uh, you know, at Alta and, uh, never come back, you know, tip <laughs> and make it, and make it, you know, make it in, in this world. Like, what would you say?
2: Oh man. I mean, I mean, if you love skiing and you want to inundate yourself with it, I think, I think it's something that every skier should do. I mean, at least, you know, because you can always go back, right? You can always go back. To, I mean, I say that to people that have been working here forever that want to go try something else. It's like, you know, Elsa's is going to be here next year if you want to come back, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I think just take your shot for sure, you know, and just like check it out and hope. I mean, there's so much luck involved though, too. I mean, yeah. like I got, luck, I got lucky with great snow. I mean, I have a really good buddy of mine that worked at this lodge for four years during like, and I forget the exact, Years like maybe 2011 ish to through, the, through 2015, where you know the snowness wasn't that great, and like
0: they only had 400 inches.
2: Yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So re- re- relative. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's only one way to do it, right? You I mean, do it, right? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I I mean, the one thing I picked up just listening to you is you seem to have immersed yourself in it, right? Like you, you know, you talked about the the magazines and like keeping them and reading them and, you know, you kind of made it your, your life. Right. And and I think that if it's something you want, whether it's skiing or, you know, being a, I don't know, a basketball player, whatever it is, uh, you know, being a writer, I, I, it doesn't matter. I think if you you know, there's one thing to learn. Like, if you immerse yourself in it, and you if you want something so bad, make it make it something that you know you go after and you do it all the time, right? And I mean, I think that's that's something that I that, just listening to you.
2: And that was so easy for me. I mean, as far as I mean, I I grew up playing sports. I mean, I always was the guy that was trying to figure. I mean, I love practice, but whether what whatever sport it was. Like, I definitely enjoy the doing part of that and trying to figure out how I can get better at stuff and. I mean, skiing, it's like golf, you know, I mean, it's never, if you really, if you have take that mentality to it, you know, you're never really going to get too sick of it because you're certainly not going to protect it. Right. So, yeah. Right. I mean,
0: I'm sure you do too. I'm still always trying to like learn and see how I can get better at skiing. Like I just, you know, there was one day, a couple, I guess it was about a month ago I was skiing and my wife turned to me and she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm skiing like shit today. You know, and I just, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I just felt so miserable that I wasn't skiing like the way I wanted to ski. And then like the last, you know, it's like golf, like the last run of the day, I hit my one shot. That was good. That's going to bring me back. The last run of the day, I, I like ripped down through a bump run and I was like, all right, good. Let's go to the bar. Now we're good. Like, we're like, right. I'm back, baby. I can end on that. Note. Yeah.
2: yeah. You made a putt on the last call, yeah, exactly. right? That's exactly what, yeah,
0: exactly. God damn yep. sport. I hate that sport. <laughs> I play it way too often. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but you—you're a big golfer too, right? Like, don't you golf a lot in the offseason? season? I do, yeah, yeah. I remember you yeah, telling me, was... like, um, you, you saying something along the lines of, like, "Rich, you got to come out here. We're gonna ski, golf, and fish all in the same day."
2: We could definitely do that—the trifecta. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep.
1: A full round or nine holes. I mean, you
2: could—you could do a full round if you wanted to fish that late, I guess. Because usually you would like, you'd like ski, ski first thing in the morning, maybe get out and, you know, tee off at like noonish. ish.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you could do that for sure. Oh, I usually yeah. don't, I, this wasn't something that I've ever specifically done. I've, my trifecta would usually be like golf, skiing, and drinking.
1: Because mm. <laughs> you could be drinking have, in throughout the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> That's time management.
2: I usually just do one at a time.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. A, uh, or we could, we could play golf and like, you know, like in Caddyshack, what was he doing? Uh, night putting, just, <laughs> just putting at night.
2: <laughs> putting at night. <laughs> night
0: yeah. Thing. Oh man. Um, all right. So I know we were talking earlier about the, the Sitzmar club and it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is, I, I guess, would you, I mean, it's, it's the second floor. Is that the second floor of the Alta Lodge? And like the main, but the older, yeah. the original part of the Alta. So the Alta, for those of you who don't know, the Alta Lodge is, is it's it's basically on Alta um, Alta Mountain, and or the resort. And it was the Alta's original lodge, correct? Like back in 1940 or something like that?
2: 1940. Yeah, I mean, I think the Alta Lodge and the Peruvian were built in the same summer. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we're pretty, I mean, the original lodge is pretty much. Yeah.
0: Well, we don't have the Peruvian on, so we have you on, so we're going with the Lodge. Um, so good, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, back then the original lodge, and it's since been converted into you know a hotel and and added on to and such. And it's it's really cool. It's got a nice, um, you know, there's no TVs in any room, so it has that nice throwback feel to the, the yeah. You know, where like it encourages people to go, you know, go meet new people, mm-hmm. right? Like it's which is I think what part of skiing and and snowboarding and hanging out is is all about. Totally. And in that with that regard, you have. On the second floor of the main part, the original part of the lodge is the Sitzmar Club, and it's it's it is like, it's kind of a this legendary you know sort of après ski bar there that it, it's it's like it's it's quintessentially après ski. Like, it, so Dan, I guess my like, could you describe it because I I know what I feel about it. You know, I was talking about the smell, the the smells, and everything like that. But can you describe it for our listeners? You've been there longer than uh, me. Uh, I mean,
2: one cool thing about it is like people walk in here and you just see, like I can, and I've seen it a thousand times obviously, but like you just see people look at the little the space that we have. And it's, a, it's not a big space. It's not a vacuous space by any means. Um, but they just kind of look at it and it's like, wow. I mean, I can't tell you what times I've heard. This place is really cool, you know? Like, <laughs> and it is, you know, it's, it's not overdone. I mean, it's, we did a little like upgrade of some things, but mostly what we did, like seven six seven years ago eight years ago was just kind of expose get rid of some of the shit that we put on the walls from like the 60s and 70s soundproofing and terrible oak paneling and and basically brought it back to more what it originally was like just these really cool pine you know walls and stuff like that and um it's a cool space yeah it's hard to it's hard to describe it really beyond just that it's a really kind of lodgy, rustic little space. Yeah. I, and it is. It is cozy. It is little. Yeah,
0: cozy, maybe. I don't know. Like.
2: I heard that word lots of times. Like you kind, yeah, of, you, you kind of
0: walk sure. in, right? You go up the stairs and you walk in and you look to the left and there's this beautiful stone fireplace. And then on either side of it, like flanking it, are these windows that overlook the, you know, the, the, the ski mountain. And then to the right, which is where Dan is standing right now, is is like, what's the deal with the pit bar? Like it's like almost inexplicably set below.
2: You know, the, I main floor. I've never I have never tried to get an answer as to why this is built the way it was.
1: When when um, was it built? Again, 40. 19,
2: 1940.
1: Oh, people yeah. were really tall then. That's why it was like a real like there was a very you know the bartenders back then in the forties. Were they really? No.
0: <laughs> um,
2: your, your face was so serious, though. Like, I know when you're joking. Yeah, that was the, really like, impressive. You, you were like, no,
0: no, they're very tall.
2: Six people feet. definitely make note of uh, the fact that I'm down below. And we do call it the pit. I mean, we're, there's seating down here, too. So there's, like, bar seating and seating right there. And then I'm actually in this pit area here. And people come up and ask me if it feels weird that I'm down there. You know, I was like, yeah, maybe... 1998 it felt weird but i've gotten used to it by now um but um yeah i've never really researched tried to you know get that answer as to why it's set like this i mean this whole building is so nooked i mean this original building there's so many weird little nooks and then we have people employees shoved in all kinds of corners living in all over the place like it's definitely a complete and total use of space around here. For
0: it, sure. it, it's super cool. There, there's are, are, there still rooms that don't actually have bathrooms in them? they like, they were like the, like a hostel almost back in the day
2: in the, in the original, in the original building. Yeah. yeah
0: it's a super unique yeah. place. Like, it's like if you, you know, if you can, like, if you're not one of those, I need to stay in a, like a really ritzy, bougie kind of place. And like, you can get past that and, and like, listen, if I were going back, I would, I would more than likely stay there. Like it's, it's, you know, when I first heard, it, I was like, Oh God, there's no TV. Like the football game's going to be on. Like, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, screw that. I'm going to go hang out. Right. And then you go out when you and
1: say you, the, Oh, just the football. It wasn't a different a, time where you had to like,
0: yeah, where I didn't have a TV and <laughs> had to watch the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, like, and you, and you just hang out and like, you meet people. And like, I mean, uh, the one night I was there, it's, it's, it, it really encourages that camaraderie that, that, sometimes can get lost in modern skiing. The The one night I was there, I guess it was a Saturday night after the game, after I was, you know, miserable, but I was, you know, sitting there and and you just kind of like, my, my one buddy Ryan left and Dan and I are still talking and then I was sitting there talking to somebody else and then like, next thing you know, like there were, I guess there were probably like six to eight of us left in the bar and we all just sat around the same table and started talking and I didn't know any of them and it turned out two of the two of the girls were actually uh, like, I guess they were considered owners, right? Cause their grandfather actually oh, yeah, yeah. opened the yeah. place and I'm like, Oh, all right. Kind of cool. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and so you just, and you just, you meet these people and you talk to them and you get their story and it's, it's really neat. Like it's a, uh, it's, it's something that I wish there were more of, I guess.
2: For sure. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the proof, there's some cool bars up here for sure that are still like the kind of the old rustic style bars right. for sure. But but I think this place especially lends to just the kind of what you were saying is just kind of sitting down and getting in a conversation with somebody that you didn't maybe necessarily know or uh I think the whole lodge is like that too. I mean you say at the lodge. Yeah. We're in the dining room and like Actually, no, you weren't in the dining room. You were skipping out and you were eating up up here a little bit. Right.
0: I, I, <laughs> I kept eating up there with you because I was like, well, I can go downstairs and eat by myself or I can sit here and hang out. Right. <laughs> but to, um, to, 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 to that point, there was, there's, there's this one woman uh, who I guess frequents the, the Alta Lodge and she's got quite a, it sounds like quite a traveling life. she, you know, she was in Antarctica, you know, prior. Oh, Nancy. Nancy, yeah. So Nancy, and like she has these her own stickers that say Friends of Nancy on them and something like that. So <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm not joking. This woman, Office. oh, it's it's amazing. So she, I was, in, I was in yoga with her in the morning, which is like they give this complimentary yoga mm. in the morning. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to take advantage of that. It's 7.15. I'm not doing anything else. So I do that, and I met her there, and that's when she's telling me about how like her Antarctica trip was, was cut short. But she's here this weekend. And she's going to Taos next week, and I'm like, who are you? Right.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's Nancy. Exactly. And she was one of the women that I was chatting with the, that Saturday night when we ended up there. And then the next night I'm sitting with Dan at the bar and she walks up with with her two friends and she looks at Dan. and She goes, Dan, we're going to be ordering massive amounts of Merlot this evening <laughs> or, or no, excuse me, massive amounts of Pinot Noir. So be ready. I'm like, okay. So he pours in, she walks away. I go, I bet you've never heard an order like that before, <laughs> but she was great. She, uh, she actually, um, I, you know, I, I saw the sticker on your, on your, uh, your, uh, shaker cup. And I was like, I need a friggin' friends and Nancy sticker. And I walked over, I was like, Nancy, come on, like I'm hanging out for two days. Like we're friends now. How do I get one of these stickers? She goes, you really want one? I was like, yeah, I want one. Like, I'll send it to you. I'm like, awesome. Like, so she like, no joke. A week later in my, in the mail, there's my friends and Nancy sticker.
2: No way. You got great. one.
0: I did written with, a, oh. with, a, um, with a nice little note written on the Alta Lodge, uh, notepad, uh, stationary. Yeah.
1: Look at that. Wow. So,
0: yeah, now I, pretty I like, heavy. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of, I've made it. You I know, and, think
1: that describes the sitzmark right there. You I, know what I mean? Talking about the camaraderie. Yeah, Nancy's got swag.
2: She does. You might get in, Yeah. You might get invited back. I mean, that's, that's awesome.
0: I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, do you, so I'm, I, I'm assuming Alta is your favorite of the Cottonwood resorts. I know, I think we've had this conversation and I think that's a fairly good assumption. Do you, sure. can, can we explain why?
2: Um, I mean, for years and years I had an Alta snowbird pass, but I always, you know, you would just kind of use the snowbird pass as like, I mean, cause we share a scary boundary, obviously in a few different places. I would just kind of use my snowbird pass more as, like, kind of just residual, like, in lieu of, like, my Alta pass, basically. Like, drop, you know, ski Alta, then drop in a Snowbird, ski if he runs there, when the White Pine Gate's open, which is, like, their touring place. You know, we used to go out there a lot. Um, I just think it's, I mean, back in the day, it came down to the tramp. Like, I just, I've never really liked, I mean, not back in the day, but all the hardcore skiers at snowbird were about the tram, you know, and I just have never gotten enjoyed being shoved in the box <laughs> as we call it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I just like sitting outside. I'm, I'm Alta and snowbird share of, you know, obviously sh- like I was saying, share a ridgeline, but Alta and snowbird are different in lots of ways. You know, I mean, Al- snowbird was kind of, we called corporate before, Bale Resorts kind of really showed you what corporate it was, I think. Right. Um, and Alta's is just not that at all. And no, it's definitely not. Just, and for me, that's just more my style, I think. Um, Makes sense. I mean, they, the snowboard people will tell you that, you know, they kind of heckle us and say we're skiing the Little Hill, you know, Alta. Which, I mean, there's some truths to that, but I've never felt uh, like I wasn't getting the goods or they were, you know, somebody was getting the goods down there more than we get the goods up here for sure. I mean, I just think it's to each their own. I mean, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's no different than how park city and Alta are different. I mean, they're obviously snowbird and Alta are more similar as far as like just their terrain and stuff like that. But I just think there's certain things that draw certain you know, people to certain places and Alta was mine. And it's, you know, this this is where I made my friends. This is where I've worked. So, I mean, it's a really small, really cool tight knit community up here. Um, yeah, I'm an nice. Alta guy. For
0: sure. get, there's, a, uh, there's a bumper sticker to Dan's left uh, over a door there that says Snowbird, just west of Paradise.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. And
0: Alta being Paradise. Uh, we got to get Hallie a, uh, an Alta Snowbird sticker. And also snowboard snowbird I, team sticker. Can we, can we get that for her?
2: Oh, but, oh she, you're a snowboarder. She's yes. a
0: snowboarder. So she, she, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we well, need to get her oh. an Alta snowbird, uh, Alta, an Alta snowboard team sticker.
1: Perfect.
2: Correct. Yeah. They I can, I can there. hook that up.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: toss it in the envelope with Nancy's <laughs> Nancy, sticker.
0: I'll see if I can get another one from Nancy for you too. <laughs>
2: I can definitely, I can definitely hook that up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Do you have another yeah. place outside of Alta that you like to ski and it doesn't have to be in the cottonwoods?
2: Oh, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been able, I've been fortunate to like ski up at Aliasca, up at the resort, like right outside of Anchorage in oh, Girdwood nice. called Aliasca Resort, yeah. mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, really big, really steep. Um, they don't have a hard, I mean, the beauty of Alta is just the, our snow quality. Right. You know, when you compare it, I mean, there's a lot of mountains that are definitely as good as Alta but they just don't get the content of snow that we get nor just the way our snow kind of ages really gracefully up here. I mean, this is a perfect example, like this year, I mean, it's barely snowed since January 2nd really, but I mean, our snow has actually held up pretty well, you know?
0: Yeah. I can, I can can actually vouch for that. I think they got, it's funny when I, when I was there a few weeks back and they got, I think they got six inches. I flew in on a Friday. They got six inches on a Thursday, Thursday night. And, I skied Alta on saturday and i went over to solitude on sunday with Sol- solitudes in the in in big cottonwood and when i tell you that and which isn't far like you could legitimately ski over alta into solitude can you like it's like maybe yep. yeah yeah no, so it's just,
2: just the ridge yeah yeah
0: it's just the ridge so but when i tell you the snow at alta was so different hmm. the solitude was almost more east coast that day because it, but yet they got the same damn snow. And whereas think- Alta was like, it was just like, it was almost like a, you know, cushy powder day.
1: Interesting. Is it like attributed to the way the sun hits it or? Uh,
0: I mean, Dan would be able to speak, but I, I really don't know. I mean, that, it's fascinating. I mean,
2: one the, of what the, what the beauties of Alta and Snowbird is that it, we're, it's, they're predominantly north-facing for sure. I mean, we have a lot of north and east-facing snow for sure. Um, but I mean, it really does. I mean, our canyon is perfectly designed to like suck snow up it i mean it really is you know i mean then park city is like i mean it pretty much is you know and uh look up the word orographics oh man that's what it's all about um
0: see i mean like just keep getting deeper and deeper on this show and we're not talking about alta's blower pow
2: Blowing your mind. No, this is what it's about, though. Or graphics. But, Relating,
1: uh, yeah. Adjective. Relating to mountains, especially with regard to their position and form.
2: Oh. hmm Wow. Well, that was kind of a broad yeah. term. <laughs> Very <laughs> political of you. But,
1: no, I mean, that's... <laughs> Thanks a lot. But, Google. I mean, like,
2: even even Park City. I mean, Park City is, like, on the leeward side. Yeah, they're like, the leeward side of us. So, you know, we get the storm, and they get, like, what... They
0: left, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like when uh, when I was at Park City in <clears throat> in December, I think they got we they got like twelve inches the day I was there, and I think you you all got about eighteen to twenty four. Like it's a major difference. It's weird how how it works, but I guess orographically it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to get the orographic jackpot.
0: <laughs> nice. <pop>. nice. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And with that, I think it's time, Hallie. What do you think? I think it's time I too. It's... Do
1: you remember which button it is?
0: Oh crap! I'm gonna go with this one.
1: It.
0: Oh, my God, I nailed it.
1: You did nail it. Yes.
0: <laughs> Dan. Yes. Uh, we have a very special segment of the show uh, that's coming up right now. I'm going to let Hallie take it away because she does a far better job explaining it than I.
2: Okay.
1: All right. So this is called Hot Tub Talk. It's a rapid fire series of questions. We ask all of our guests and we just want you to answer as quickly as possible. Whatever pops into your mind first. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number one, if you could choose one drink to enjoy for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: IPA. Oh, shit. Are you guys still there? Yeah, Yeah, we're here. (laughs) Okay. The oh shit IPA. Who's that made by? (laughs) 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 No, I saw my face. I was like, oh shit.
0: (laughs) Uh, That must be one of those uh, Utah breweries. Damn it, Zoom. I'm
2: I'm a total IPA snob. I mean... A good IPA and maybe a shot tequila. That
0: would
2: probably be pretty set. Nice.
0: Yeah. Dig like it. Uh, what is your favorite Opre ski appetizer, nachos, wings, or other?
2: I like guacamole. Chips and guacamole. Right. We do really good guacamole up here, oh, but it's do, not COVID. I,
0: really? All right. Didn't yeah. you guys used to have, like, I read that somewhere. Didn't you guys used to have, like, free chips or something like that pre-COVID?
2: Oh, Yeah. Chips and salsa, uh, guacamole, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but those are uh, hummus.
0: Damn pandemic.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm curious about Coming this for na- the snacks. I know. Really. They took our snacks.
1: They took our
0: snacks.
2: <laughs> Some people need those snacks, man. They've been skiing around for six hours, and they come in and, you know, haven't drank a glass of water all day, drink like three IPAs, and then all of a sudden they're wondering why they're you know they falling asleep <laughs> with their ski pants on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I'm curious about this next one.
1: All right. We have had some some very interesting answers for this question. Yeah. What is the number of shotskis you've taken in your lifetime?
2: Shotskis. I mean, I had to have done 20, 30 shotskis, I would guess.
1: I think right. spoken right. like yeah. a true Good. professional. Good. Yeah. yeah, we got a
0: zero oh. last time around.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a real shame. If you don't...
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do anything beforehand, is it still called Opry Ski?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, I guess if you're hanging out with somebody that skied, maybe. Okay.
1: Okay. A little Après Ski by proxy. Yeah, by proxy. by proxy.
2: <laughs> Just so you know, I do know people that come up with their ski clothes on and don't go skiing and go to the bar. I mean, right. I, it, it's not like they do it like... Frequently, but it, it happens.
0: The Alta lodge doesn't seem like the lodge bunny kind of place, though.
2: No, no, it's not as much. Yeah, it's more of a, yeah, that's, yeah, that might be more, maybe another bars. Yeah, and maybe a little more snowbirdy kind of thing or something like that. Yeah.
0: West of paradise. Yeah.
2: I don't think Nancy yeah, exactly. would do
0: that. Nancy is not a lodge bunny. Lan- oh, Nancy gets out there and earns
2: it.
1: Nancy, Nancy earns it. in
2: a million years would never do that. No. Yeah.
1: All right. And your our last question. Overrated or underrated? Ski-themed movies.
2: Oh, underrated. I mean, I love I love them all, honestly. Do you, have, do you they, have a favorite? I mean, The Hot Tub Time Machine was priceless, <laughs> I thought. Very, like, very absolutely good. priceless. Um It doesn't
1: get enough credit.
0: It doesn't get enough. Credit. I, I yeah.
2: I was one. just talking to a guy who I take – who uh, his name is Colby. He's a boot fitter up here, ripping skier, great dude. And he's younger than I am, obviously. Um, and he didn't – he'd never seen Better Off Dead. And I was like, dude, do not come back in this bar until you see be Better Off Dead. <laughs> you have homework.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Man. Has he been back?
2: Um, He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> I don't think I need to twist I didn't need to twist his arm too much to watch that
0: one. I think I think think it was a couple weeks ago. My wife and uh, oldest daughter were at uh, at a field hockey tournament in Florida, and my yeah my little ones had gone to bed. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch Hot Dog, (laughs) and I hadn't seen Hot Dog in God knows how long. And uh, it's just it just over delivers.
2: I know, it's a shame you can't watch that with the kids. No, you know? no, really? no, no,
0: no, no, no. I don't know that I'm ever watching that one with my daughters. <laughs> That's, that would no, be, I wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be weird. I don't know if I want to watch awkward. it with my wife.
2: <laughs> well, it's the opening scene, dude. I mean, they get right to it. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's no sugarcoating anything.
2: Oh, my no. goodness. No, yeah, no. That's a classic. Dude. I agree. I agree that one never gets old, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, well, this was great, Dan. I appreciate you joining us today.
2: Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing your stories. I love it. It's, yeah, this was uh, fun. Yeah, you've uh, you've got a great story, and and uh, you know. I, I, hopefully, I'll make it out back again, uh, back out and hang out with you soon, and we can get we can get Hallie on the snowboard team out there at Alta, and and she'll come join us too for uh, little uh, little these Twiskies. <laughs> Sounds like it, the plan. Whatever the hell they are. <laughs> Boomerangs. Oh, nice that you did it. Yeah, I, Thank I, you, you guys. know, I, listen, if I had more than one, I wasn't making it home tonight. So, <laughs> right, good. Well,
2: I'm glad that would have been tragic.
0: Yeah. All right. Cheers, Dan. Thanks a lot. We'll talk soon.
2: Thanks you, guys. I appreciate.
1: it. Nice to meet Hallie. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I still can't believe he's the guy in that picture.
0: I right, well, he's the pole in that picture. The pole. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's tubular, right? Like, like I mean, to you know, be a surf, you know, it's a surf term, but like it is, it is a tubular picture. I guess that's why it's called the Withy Wave.
1: I love it. I love it so much. I wonder if the pole filed for royalties. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's getting the shaft.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'll they'd have here. to. They'd I'll have. See to, they'd out. have to write the pole a check. <laughs> Oh, Oh, my my goodness. What a great conversation, though. I I just, you know, I I like to see, like, come up stories like that where, like, it's like, I was, you know, I figured I'd let me pick a a spot and boom, there we go. Exactly,
1: right? And he's, you know, how different his life would have been should he have chosen Winter Park or some other place with his friends. Um, But, you know, more power to him. Dan seems very happy and very settled and just, like, kind of one with everything that he's got going on out there. And the Sitzmark Club just looks like such a fun place where you meet some great people nancy call me
0: yeah nancy we get it we got to get hallie a uh, friends and nancy sticker
1: <laughs> never met the woman but i'm in love already
0: oh she's amazing amazing <laughs> if you listen, get a, if you get a friends and nancy sticker you've made
1: it <laughs> anyone that walks up to the bar with a straight face and says listen babe i'm going to be ordering a ton of pinot noir tonight <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of friend circle i need exactly
0: yeah oh man um well yeah listen uh I don't have that kind of fun, but you can certainly follow me and and, and <laughs> if you hope,
1: want to be a friend of Rich
0: <laughs> and hope and hope for the best. <laughs> I'm at All About Opre on Instagram and Facebook,
1: <laughs> and I'm at Hallie O'Brien and at the Snow Report. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, drop a positive review. Let us know what you think of the show and who you'd like to have on next. And if you'd like to follow us both, we are at Beyond the Opre. Till next time. Cheers.